and a strong podcast where we interview Canada's top female amateur to pro strength athletes to empower women to train and compete for strength sports. I'm Stephanie. I'm owner of Destiny Dance Studio and Productions. I'm the artistic director of the Phi Dance, which is a dance education company for people with disabilities. I'm a certified group fitness instructor, currently third in Manitoba Strongman and Scottish Highland Heavy Games athletes. And uh, you can follow me on YT and IG if you look up Six Stephanie or Fantastic The Dancer. So today's episode is about keeping your New Year's resolutions. January just finished, now it's February. How are you going to keep up your goals and keep your game strong? And our guest, our amazing guest, is the one and the only Sam Bury in the house. I don't have to say her last name because everyone knows who she is. But she's so fabulous. You need a song, man. Yeah, I do. Yes. Yo, Yo. what's up? Uh, and it's actually pronounced Bellavo. Uh, I, they, I just, um, it's funny that you say that because my last name is quite hard to pronounce, especially I guess in English. And I just got uh, asked there to go in Georgia for the Circus Dumbbell World Record. And, you know, there's this great marketing thing that came out. And I don't know if you noticed how they wrote my name there. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny but yeah, I, did, I, uh, I told Max that uh, I was going to make a statement this year and uh, make sure that people knew how to to say and spell my last name <laughs> no see the thing is I'm really good at last names because I used to work in call centers especially if they have an accent attached to them I just pretend I have an accent and I go with it <laughs> exactly <laughs> I did the drive through when I was a kid and I do the exact same <laughs> yeah you're like super califragilisticexpialidocious but it's a name um no I thought you were going to tell us that my homie back in the day in the hood he lived on Bellevue, so I was pretty sure that's how oh, it was, but I'm not French, sweet. so, you know, I was like, oh, I better avoid that one. So anyways, um, you can follow Sammy, Sammy Sam um, on her IG at... Sam Bellevue. Yes. And, and there's two U's at the end. And her website for her awesome um, gym and coaching strength fitness business is... Maximum Strength Performance. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Yes. Do it up, man. So anyways... We want to thank you guys for listening in and, uh, you know, listen till the end for exciting news, tips, and stay tuned for her real life story of how she entered strength force. So like to thank you, Sam, for being our awesome guest today. So happy Thanks for to having me. For all our viewers who are just like listening in and not watching our YT video, she's on a freaking bicycle. I am, I am. I might, <laughs> might as well, if I'm going to sit my ass here and talk to you, might as well do something about it, get my hamstrings activated and roll this some legs. Like, <laughs> see, man, this is how you separate the pros from the ams. Like, she can't even, it's like 9 o'clock at night, and she just woke up, and she's like, I'm going to get out on a bicycle. Damn right. Little power nap, <laughs> power nap after training, and then boom, bike. You know why cats have nine lives? They live so long because they, they nap. Same is that it? Damn, I got to get on that. I'm telling Sweet. you, snapping and fasting, that's my, like, trick. <laughs> Damn, I look, at, I look at my dogs all day, and I'm like, dude, this is, like, your tenth nap. Like, the life of a puppy. <laughs> Poop, <laughs> eat, and nap. <laughs> that's my baby. I'm like, must be nice. And then I finally fall asleep beside him, and then he, like, I move, and I flinch, and he wakes up. And I'm like, yeah. not bitch. And then I have to rock him again, and I'm like, fuck. That's the best thing about being single people is you get to sleep whenever you want. Yeah. If you're single and you're training for a strongman, sleep. Yeah. So, speaking of strongman, Sam has yes. an amazing um, background. And what makes her really interesting is how, like, she got into the sport. It's a really cool story. We're going to talk about it. 
Um, but how fast she excelled to a pro level and how, you know, she was just a hockey player and all of a sudden she's a, a gym owner. And yes. has a, yeah, like she went from bodybuilding to powerlifting strongman, which I was saying on our last uh, show that that seems like the sequential way to do that. And she did that. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. about um, how she's had success in such a short time. She's currently Canada's second strongest woman, which is amazing. Um, and she's also the Canadian CBB record holder at 163. Is that pounds or kg? <laughs> I wish it was kg, honey, but it's pounds. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I, I thought so. I, I think like, in kg, that's way heavier than the boys. <laughs> no, I know. That's not a but I never, you know what I mean? Like, she's a yeah. thing is, thing is, if you watch Thank the you, videos, it's a possibility. If you see her list, she, when I met her, so I met her at came to Strong Comp out here, and I was like, I just stared at her. She's like a goddamn robot. She came in there and she's like, oof, oof. I swear to God, there was even no like breathing or bracing in between. It was just down, up, down, up. And that was, and was such a fun comp. Oh my God. And she did like 20 log press reps. And yes. I'm like, where the fuck are you? And like everyone else was like on the ground. She's like, I can't. And this is the first comp that I can actually say that I did. My logs weren't clean and pressed. They're all snatches. Oh my God. She's amazeballs. So, anyways, I that was like, fun. I like balls. This kid, it has I was oh. so sore the next day. Like, give me a heavy <laughs> comp and like, I'll feel great. This show <laughs> could walk the next day. Well, yeah, with what you were doing, Beast Mall, like even the guys, you put the men to shame. Like I was like, what'd you guys eat last night? Pizza? I don't know what the hell she ate, man, but it was definitely not gummy. She's <laughs> a freaking robot. It's like she just got injected in like power suit, a superhero. Anyways, I was like, she, I so right after she was done, I went after her and I'm like, why, who are you? I was like, and it, and I creeped her. I creeped you on Facebook, confession time. And I looked at her. And so when you guys see, I'll post on here her before and after pictures. It's insane. She was a yeah, skinny little blonde girl, mm-hmm. and then then she's just full on. I'll punch you in the face, take you down, beat up any man. And and so she's um, also the Canadian log press record holder as an amateur middleweight. And she also has yeah. numerous records in the CPF division in the 181, 198, and 198 plus. And like she said, she's mm-hmm. heading to Georgia in april to mm-hmm. attempt the world cdb again and then may 8th she has a canadian actual canadian clean and press record attempt and um yeah her her man who was also a strong man they both uh you know open up a gym and, and run it together so so i want mm-hmm. to know sammy sam um what made you pursue competing in the sport of strongman over olympic weightlifting or powerlifting so um five years ago when i started i uh so Quickly, just before, so I, I got, I was given a job um, as a front desk, right, receptionist and um, tag scanner at Good Life. That was the first time I've ever stepped foot in a gym. And then you, you're like obligated when you start there to do at least three sessions of PT. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? I don't want to do this. I'm just here to scan cards and full towels. Anyways, sure <laughs> enough, I got hooked on these three sessions. And then I really, uh, I started training with a trainer there, told me that I was really, really like strong from the get-go. I had a really good base also comes from 18 years of hockey and then um three months after like I was done with him and he was like there's a powerlifting comp in not too far you should go out and see what it's like so I went there and shortly enough like I was in multiply within I think six or seven months um I did my first multiply comp and I got hooked to the multiply did a couple raw comps in between but um my last multiply comp I did a, a six 606 squat um, and then I benched 365 and pulled 500. That was my biggest total at 181. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, the Nationals amateurs for strongman were coming into New Brunswick. 
and it's that, that sport's really not big in New Brunswick, so they they needed a female to represent. We had three or four guys, but they had no females. So they asked me, they're like, you're pretty strong. You think you can do this? And just go wear the New Brunswick jersey and rock out. I'm like, all right. Anyways, looked up at the events. There are some that I remember <laughs> reading. And I, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, I remember reading, like, there was five events and three out of five. I had no idea what it was. I had to YouTube it. Here I am going into a comp in four weeks. Don't know what the yoke is. So I YouTube it. And I was like, okay, well, I can squat about that. So I should be fine. And then the next one was... Uh, Husafel stone I'm like well I can pick up stuff I should be good <laughs> and then the stone I'm like I can sumo deadlift I'll be fine sure come sure comes that comp in New Brunswick I think I I managed to squeeze like one little strongman comp before just for the experience but then I got to national and boom got hit in the face with five strongman events I remember the next day the two-hour drive home was oh I probably wanted the whole way it was I was in so much pain bruised from the atlas stones and anyways I just fell short of the podium there by half a point and I gotta say that half a point of the podium lit a fire up my ass and sure enough 365 Fire! days after <laughs> 365 <laughs> days after I uh got back on that uh the same I got went to that comp in Quebec following year and won everything I finished first I was the number one female uh, amateur that year got my pro status that way and uh, felt like I deserved it. I worked my ass off for a full year. And then two months after did my first pro show, won that pro show. So I felt like yeah. I made a statement being like, you know, it wasn't a gl little glitch that I won my pro status. I'm, I really deserve to be here. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, that's you know how what? I got into strong, man. A lot of times they see people, oh, this is gonna sound so bitchy, but you know, like I, and I'm just as critical of myself people, okay? Um, but I feel like you can tell a lot by someone's training videos, you know what I mean? And it's, mm -hmm. it's about consistency and it's about, that's the biggest thing, right? And yep. going hard, hard to the wall, you know, ball to the wall every single time. And that's how you can achieve things in a small amount of time. But the thing was, is what I've noticed too, just in the way you're talking about it, is it was accidental in the sense, even though you worked hard, like you weren't sitting there thinking, I can't do it. It wasn't, you never explored the possibility of not, you know, achieving some of their plans. You didn't overanalyze or overthink that, right? Like you were just no. like, I'm, I want to fucking do this because I'm strong shit and people think I can do it. I think I can do it. And I'm just going to fucking show up, show out and it's going to happen. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah, I remember writing a goal not too long after that call where I fell short from the podium and I was like, cause like, I'll do it once in a while. I'm not really big into you know, writing your goals weekly, that's kind of something I need to get into habits of, but I do once in a while write down, like, I want a 450 this, and I want a five, like, once in a while, and I'll just write it in my agenda, and then just for, like, an extra, you know, like, like, written down means more of a set in stone for me, right, and I remember I was like, I'm gonna win that comp, and yeah. I worked my ass off, I also had no strongman gym to train at, so had to drive three hours to train, train three hours and then come back home so I had to oh, go out of fuck. province to train yeah which was See, like I have so much respect for that though like I never even knew that and Thanks. that is amazing because like I'm not trying to talk about me but it's like you know as a mom I feel like that just to get mm -hmm. out the fucking door like the yeah. amount of things to get done to be able to leave my kids to go and train and so like I have so much respect for that because it's not like you're just like I just want to go to the gym okay I'm gonna no, leave yeah. now right there's no, so mm -hmm. your whole day your whole week is prepping for it and not everybody's willing to do that and especially in you know Canada where it's still emerging sport you're, you know, you might have to do that. If you're a new lifter, you might exactly. have to build your own equipment, you know, drive far or use alternative. You got to get out of your comfort zone. Make it work. 
Yeah, no one's yeah. going to do it for you. No one's going to fucking bring it to you. Like, if you no, show up, show no. up, people will come beside you. But if you don't decide in your head that it's fucking on, it's not It's not going to happen for you. It's as simple as that. And no, and there's a lot of things that, go, yeah, that's so freaking true. Like, just an example to top that off. I used to be an I-1 operator. Um, so yeah. I would work shift work. So if the boys were meeting in Halifax, so which Halifax was three hours away from Moncton, if the boys were meeting on a Saturday and I worked a night shift on Friday, guess what I did at 7 a.m. after my night shift? I would drive three hours, work out three hours, wow. drive back three hours to nap for about, yeah. I remember, 45 minutes an hour and then go back for a night shift. Like, this shit just had to be done. And like, I'm like, you'll sleep tomorrow. Like, because Mm-mm. it's either you sleep tomorrow or you miss out on a full training session. Yeah. And then that just doesn't get you that much closer to your goals. And then a lot of yeah. people will say, oh, well, you know, lack of sleep. Yeah, but I'll sleep tomorrow for it because you know a full what? day of I training for me that. is just, yeah, a full day of training miss for me is just doesn't get me into a good mindset and then you go into your Sunday and a Monday and then you're already behind yeah you're just like pooping the rest of the week you know honestly what I've noticed between like you know entrepreneurs and people who do strongman or or like elite uh, athletes it's a very similar mindset right it's like and I said this since I was a kid because I was entrepreneurial like at a very young age I knew that's what I wanted to do my family all business people so you know that was Mm -hmm. my influence right there was career mostly all you know small business owned and I was just like like I would rather die than work for someone else and I would I okay I my regret in life is if I know I can do better and I don't fucking do my best and I just made a joker of myself someone else could be high-fiving me but if I know that I could have reached a higher thing if I just didn't fuck around in the gym right then yeah then that's hurt me and also um like you said you can sleep anytime people are like, oh as a mom okay that's the biggest pet peeve is people mm-hmm. say things like oh aren't you tired what about your kids and I'm like yeah I'm fucking tired and yes I have to meet my um kids needs but you know what like my kids are not going anywhere to be with them for the next 20 goddamn years and I personally don't want to achieve nothing in that time frame it's like once you become a woman and you have kids you're just supposed to just sit around and do nothing like what exactly. is that like mm-hmm. why can't it's like I don't understand especially like 2021 mm-hmm. and then up, I have like, clients that have no kids and work nine to five and they'll still complain about working out at night but then I have yeah. the strong independent women single mom of three kids that is yeah. about to step and on the, stage uh, or about to do a powerlifting comp and, re- and crush some world records and I'm like yeah it's the difference between who really wants it and who yeah. wants it just for shits i don't know like ego. there's a huge like, difference like between ego lifters five. there's also yeah. the social media lifters like oh my people, god yeah right but there's all kind of, but you know what to each our own no for to sure each but I mean, own, like, right there's, there's like, a whoever wants it's just at the end of like at the end of the day i hope that you have achieved what you want yeah whatever yourself like, yourself desire hopefully that yeah. you're doing it for yourself and not for anybody else or anything else because at the end of the day, like time flies and you can never get it back. And when you nope. die and you're getting sick and fucking old and you can't do things you want to do, not just for money because your body's aging or whatever, um, you're going to regret it if you just didn't do what you could have done. You'll never yeah. get your 20s back. I'm not saying that you can't achieve things at a master's age. That's not what I'm saying, people, because you can't. But what I am saying, though, is if you get sick and something happens next day, all you're going to think about is all the opportunities you didn't do. I, you know, it's better to try and go out and, and fail. And, and fail, fail and to sit and fucking yep. accomplish them. Yep. I would rather be teased and made fun of and be a, a professional fucking failure of things my whole life than to sit on my ass and eat cake and watch Netflix. What is Can't that? I agree more. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if you're born and you're given, to me, if you're born and you're given the opportunity to like, you have legs, like you're not severely disabled, you have opportunity, you live in Canada, like go for I it, I give man. this, I tell this to everybody, like yeah. you have two legs, two arms, you had a brain, it's all yeah. functional. You've got, you've got capabilities of achieving what you want. Like, I think- genetics yeah. goes a long way but someone with the worst genetics can still be top of the world just how much they're dedicated to you 
Well, you're a prime example of that. That's why I really wanted to interview you. And that's just like when you talk about single mom, Hilda Siegel, our guest, our first guest of the premiere show, like single mom, and she started doing all this stuff. And that just amazes the shit out of me. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I've always had this expression since I was a kid. It's like, if there's a will, there's a way. And mm-hmm. no one can fuck with your own will. That's the thing is we're unbreakable. We're our own, like, you know, worst critics and worst enemy, right? Because we, it's yep. like, so it's like, no one can really fucking stop you. Like at the end of the day, you need to get injuries and like sh- the show gets canceled or some shit goes down. Like, you can you there's always a chance for a comeback and i think that's the biggest thing about this month is people are like oh you know in january i missed a couple workouts i only went to three out of the six classes but you still went you still started healthy steps into the right direction so mm-hmm. fucking going. you know what i mean yep 100 percent. so um this leads right into our next question so as a lightweight um before competing and now you're you know competing as a not a lightweight not a <laughs> middleweight <laughs> No, no, no. no. Before pictures, before you were athletic, before you were buff. I was one sixty. My to my smallest. So when I started competing, I was one sixty five. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Almost actually. No, it would have been a hard cut to a lightweight, but I was I was a skinny little bitch. If you don't want to call me that. No hamstrings, oh, no glutes. Okay, your shirt for a store will say, "Don't be a skinny little bitch." No, people get don't mad. Don't be. My I thing, though, as a coach in here, know. when I start screaming at my clients, it's don't be a little bitch. Yeah, don't be a yep. bitch. Yeah, okay, so that's good to your shirt. But, so. no, okay, back to your question, sorry. Back to my question. So how did you gain so much muscle mass in such a small time frame? I mean, this. I mean, I definitely think, like you said, um, the, the 18 years of hockey made a huge difference, mm-hmm. like, because that's compound muscle. Yeah. And people understand that. The thing is, any sport, if you're, if you're doing it for a long time, is your muscles going to get leaner? <clears throat> if you're not doing heavy cardio. So it's like, you don't have to necessarily be super bulky to be super strong. You know, that's an no, illusion. Exactly. Especially with strong men, there's a lot of like lightweight to well, join a higher weight category and then whoop some ass. Yeah, no, right? exactly. So, um, I've always had a really, um, like I've always been built like to my smallest as an athlete, I was a 165. Uh, but then I kind of slowly went up to 181, got some records over there. And then slowly I was making my way up. At one point, it wasn't healthy um, because yeah. I was like putting weight to being able to push or lift more. And I had that mindset at the beginning, which is fine, right? Yeah. Um, but then I got to my heaviest and I wasn't recovering as better. I wasn't moving as fast, right? So, yeah. Yeah. and I was still at my heaviest. I was still a light heavyweight. So I was still competing mm-hmm. against women that were quite, um, way, like, quite heavier than me. But mentally, when... I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I am going to get as strong as possible. I'm going to eat all, like um, my diet came to a factor, my recovery, everything. I wanted just to dial in everything and see what the athlete in me had, right? So then first COVID, uh, last, the first lockdown hit last year. And that's where I made a big, big change in my body composition. Um, you know, uh, with no work, I had to really cut down on food and like the takeout part so I had to meal prep all the time and that's when I prepped for my first bodybuilding show mm-hmm. um I'm I have I have obviously very a fair amount of good genetics but I think that if there's a whale there's a way and I busted my ass and I've worked I'm not going to take that away from me where I've worked I've trained twice a day for almost a year up to leading to that bodybuilding yeah. show yep. and I've gained an amount of lean muscle mass which was great and just now that I am post bodybuilding show I can see that in my training how everything just feels better right I am able to move better um now I'm back down to where I'm back down to a middleweight um weight but I think I still want to everyone's asking me are you going to compete middleweight this year and I'm like you know what I think I'm going to compete with 
the big girls. It's a big roster. I and can I, do it, man. I, I yeah. know I can do it. So oh, yeah, sure. weights are coming out for, for yeah. big comps next or this year. And I really want to prove a statement where it doesn't matter what your body weight is. If you have goals, right. Uh, go play yeah. with the big girls, go play with the best in the world. And, and vice versa. So I want to, I want to like comment on a couple things. So I can relate yeah. to you a lot of levels. Like when I started doing um, bodybuilding, it was when I was like just getting my fitness certification. So why MC1? Yeah. And um, so like a lot of sponsors, I was working all the different departments because I really wanted yeah. to like match the why, but that didn't happen. So anyway, um, I moved Moving on to my business. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but yeah, so when I, when I was same thing and I was like a size four, six and I'm five, nine and I was like 180. And I remember like, doctors being like um you're like your bmi is your beast and i'm like you're stupid like why am i gonna lose fat from my brain anyways really? like yeah it was ridiculous but i also i want to test some things you said it's it, it wasn't COVID lockdown but i was low income because i was like you know i was like i think it was like mm -hmm. 19 20 and i didn't have a lot of money so what saved me was meal prep and i only ate what i could afford in those meals yep. and I, I couldn't have portions of sex or sorry sex second portion there you go mm -hmm. um and uh like it it that controlled my way and I was like oh if I'm so hungry I need to like eat lettuce or like water and it it just gave me that self-control and self-discipline yeah. and then yeah. you know I got bored I got bored and um what but being a dancer for so long my whole entire life I can honestly say that dance and bodybuilding and, and like you said building up that foundational strength over a long yeah. period of time building those auxiliary lifts takes making time. sure that you have body comp it takes time and people just want to always lift heavy they don't want to do cardio it's like if you want to last and strong man you have to do you know you have to stretch you have to do you your have cardio, cardio you have stretch, to like, yeah. for sure and that's mm -hmm. why i think for me just like you when i hit strongman why i was able like i had no barbell training i started like a i'm not even showing you a 60 pound um deadlift and yep. I, you know, having kids, okay, so I'm not sure you, mm -hmm. having kids, I would sometimes not hit the gym for weeks because I couldn't make it with sick or I would be, and I was working all the time too from home running business, but you know, I'd sometimes get to the gym two, three days a week. Whereas when I was a single, right. In my twenties bodybuilding, I'd be like you at the gym twice a day, six hours. And I was doing like mm -hmm. 20 kids biking or walking everywhere on top of that. So my point is, is like, because I built that strength for that long period of time that when I did strongman, I was only there, you know, a couple of days a week. I went from a 50 pound to 250 pound deadlift in a year. Yeah. Natural. Yep. So so there's something to be said yep. about consistency, putting in the fucking time, balance lifts, and not fucking around. Why do you have to go balls out and hit PRs, right? Exactly. You know, that's what I was talking about when you were talking about earlier with the social media difference, right? Like, I know I'll lose followers because I'm not posting 20,000 fucking videos, but I don't post. I'm not always recording myself at the gym because that cuts in my gym time. I'm focused. 100%. I'm doing what I got to do. And the only time I post a video is if I honestly am proud of that lift or if I actually see progress. I don't post shit all the time. And, and I'm fine with that. Like I said, to each their own. But um, to, each own. to me, I, I, to each their own. But for me, I don't really care. It's not about the fame, right? Like at the end of the day, if I'm inspiring people, that's good. Because I want to help yeah. people who are in a situation. But um, it's about what it means to me and about the long-term goal. Like I don't, like, like it's always, it should always that, be but, about you. I feel like it should yeah. always be about you. The second you start doing something for someone else, and this is going to sound selfish, but. No, it's true. Fuck, like you're your own human. Like I moved two years ago. I moved 36 hours away from home. It yeah. tore me apart. Like I'm very close with my family, very close with my, my sister. And you know what? Like I had to be selfish and be like, what do you want to do in your life? Okay. You want to be an entrepreneur? Like I've always wanted to have a gym. I met the love of my life. So it's like, I just, I have to risk it all and see, because if I yeah. wouldn't have had risk yeah. it. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, we all do everything you do it's for yourself yes as entrepreneurs and as athletes me and max we still train together but when it's yeah. this time to train 
or in Santa Squad, we focus on him and then vice versa when it's on me, right? So it's really fun. To, it's it's a blessing to have a partner like that. But yeah, you're so also, lucky. <laughs> yes. And then also like, let's say he wants to have treats tonight, right? But I get to do my own decision and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to go with you at the store, but I, I, I won't get anything because- yeah right? Oh, different goals, no, different I, I, I approach. Totally, right? So yeah. I, you have to be selfish and be very yep. true to yourself. At the end of the day, true, being true to yourself is the best thing that you can do. Whatever you're doing every minute of the day has yeah. to be because you want to do it. Totally. If you hate your and, job, quit your fucking job. Yep. You don't like your, your friend, your circle of friend. Well, get rid of it. Totally. You don't like to go out on Friday, Saturday night. You don't have to like, those are things that really people need to start like focusing more. And I, that's what COVID did for me. It was like, all yeah. right, Sam, yeah. you and you, go like yeah. you can make totally. or break COVID was yeah. a make or break we open yep. we now own well once we're be we'll be able to open but we have this own like our huge fucking gym now we made this through COVID because yeah. we busted our ass every day yeah well you know what I mean a lot of times people understand it's like a recession is actually the best time to start a business but that's a story for another day but um yeah yeah it's so much of what you're saying it's like you know, you have to be willing to say to risk it all. And I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like I, through this whole journey, I have literally cleared out my entire Facebook list. There's literally, and family, I actually just blocked and it sounds harsh, but Anissa of mine nope. um, yesterday because she was saying negative shit on my post. And like, yeah. I don't even talk to any of my husband's like um, family on Facebook. Like they're all blocked because they would always fucking talk shit about my videos. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care what you have to say because you know, you're not doing any of the things I do. And that's fine no. to each their own. But this means something to me and this matters to me. And if you exactly. think I'm neglecting my kids or that it's wrong because I'm a mom or whatever, I don't care. I don't care. I don't even need to know if you're done. And the thing is, it's like, I don't belong to you. I don't belong to anyone. Like even my kids, they don't belong to me. I don't belong to them. I have a responsibility as a parent to love and guide them and take care of them yes. financially and their needs. But at the end of the day, like you said, you're your own individual human. And actually that's, mm -hmm. I noticed that a lot on groups with lifters, especially new lifters, women who are in a, are married, a lot of times boyfriends, but a lot of times it's spouses. And it's like, you know what? I said to my husband many times, like if you never not like me because of my physical looks, or somebody who's strong, man, you can fuck right up. It's called child yeah. support. I don't yeah. care. Like, I don't care. Like, you have to take care of your. I know it sounds so horrible. Like, I love mm -hmm. him. Like, I need to say that. But it's just like, I'm tired of this whole, like, this alpha gender role conflict thing. And yeah. you know what? Oh, you know what's ridiculous? Because there's people like you, right, who have a spouse and you're happy and it's working and it's functional. And it's like, my, my husband, he's not a dancer and he's played sports. And people would be like, why are you guys together? Because we're polar ops. I would say I'm fire and he's yes. like, he's a Scorpio on his edge. But because of that, he helps me calm down and I help hype him up. So we have art in common. So that's, that's our bond. I but we, That's so true know? though. Like you always, like people will always say like opposite attracts, right? But like mm -hmm. the second you find the same fucking person as you like exactly identical to you, it's like, okay, like, right? Like go with your gut, go with it because this is it. This is right. Like yeah. no theory out there can ever be unbroken or unsaid or right. There's always a little like science isn't is it is science hundred percent proof? No, there's always gonna be something else that could be added or yeah. so yeah. I really believe that opposites do attract, but they're the oddballs. <laughs> I always wanted someone like people but like it always makes my husband mad because people are like, I'm really surprised she's with a white dude because I was thought I'd marry like a black guy because I'd be like hip hop and land dancing yeah. and I'm like I'm like, what shot on me, baby, beat me. Ooh. Um sexy time. Um <laughs> And, but you know what, it was, it was like, you know, he took care of me, he protected me and he was there for me and I didn't have to explain myself. And I just felt like for, I felt like when I was dating, it was like, I was always have to audition or hide my alpha yeah. female side or hide yeah. my entrepreneurial side. And with Sam, it was like, he let me be me. And even now he lets me be me. He never judged me or says mean shit. And, and that means a lot to me. And it yeah. actually really hurts when people say like, oh, like you wear the pads and your husband's a better. And I'm like, you know what? You don't know anything about a relationship. Like, you know, shut your face. Um, mm -hmm. I am pretty dominant, but 
I do give him the space and time, you know, to be dominant too. It's a it's yeah. a balance. No, it's so true. Yeah. So, so on this subject, it leads into our next question. So you and your significant other are both strong men, pro athletes and coaches. So I just wanted to know more about the training programs that you're currently offering in your gym that relate to strength sports, whether it's strongman powerlifting. What, what is it that you do specifically? Because I mean, you've got to pick a wrap. A lot of people know about you. So for the people who don't know about you yet, tell us what you do. Um, so we, uh, so we have our gym now. We've been offering, um, strength classes uh for well before covid and it's kind of just like starting up it's little now but um we do like the little kind like the little family we have because now we get to control who's in and out we all want mind liking people um so the so when my background right is powerlifting max's background was bodybuilding and then we both did our strong man by our own and then mm-hmm. once we got together he we both had the three aspects right um, other than the weightlifting, which is something that we've never, we don't think we need, or we didn't, not yet anyways, right? So we put our programs together. We've come out with what works best. See, I would, as a powerlifter, I was like, I think we need this more because I'm going to conjugate self. So I've worked with the best in the world. I've worked with Laura Phelps and uh, Gracie V, Brian Carroll, and even like Louis Simmons, right? I've worked with the best and I know what works, what doesn't. I've tried trial and error. And then mm-hmm. Max has done a lot of bodybuilding show. He knows what works for muscle growth. And then as our strongman, we introduced our strongman to all these aspects. So we do have our, our lower bodies. We have our up back days. Um, we don't quite have a chest day. It's more of an upper chest shoulder day. Um, and then we have our events day. So, and then we've been doing that for two years. Uh, we have a lot of online clients. It's work phenomenal. Uh, we've, just at nationals this year we've had uh oh damn i should have write this down but we brought back home like i think it was we brought three pro card we got like six podiums and about i think out of 10 athletes or so that were at nationals so that was a big mm-hmm. bang for maximum strength performance this mm-hmm. year it just shows that our program does work uh we currently are working finally <laughs> max has never really worked under a coach and i kind of convinced him to get a little bit of tips here and there from another coach. We, we uh, gratefully started working with JF Cotton, which is the Canadian strongest man nine times now. Uh, he just finished third out of the world. So we are really blessed to be in really close contact with JF. Uh, JF is working with us very closely on our weaknesses, deadlift and yoke. We both need tremendous help there. And I think this is just to seal up um, us as athletes and make us that much better this year and the following years. So our training program, does involve a lot of volume some uh, but it's really based out of a performance at least um and i think any new lifter that are just beginning could benefit so much out of this right it's a five-day mm-hmm. training a week uh, and if you're not a strong man you can back off and get another rest day or an arm day right so yeah. we're very flexible but our theory and our yeah. program really does work so i wanted to say a couple things but there's just strong and powerlifting the training programs um in my opinion, you need to like, I mean, everyone's different and you should have a customized training program, but you definitely need like your, your three compound lift days, your three auxiliary yeah. days and an event day, or at least two, yeah. you know, ex- ex- oh, sorry, accessory lift days. Yes. Um, and, and I think that's really important because endurance. So I always say it and, 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 I, and I believe it 1000% because I, before having my second kid, I was a competitive um, dancer and I did yeah. partner dancing and I played the dude and I would lift girls that were like my weight. So I say to people, resistance and motion, right? Uh, what's yes. heavy is the ball heavy when it's moving yes it's way heavier 
So for like deadlifts and certain events, I encourage the shit out of people to start partner that. Even if it's for fun, it'll mm -hmm. challenge your grip. It'll challenge your ability to hold on to things and, and work with resistance and really, you know, feeling odd objects in your body at different angles. I, I highly recommend that to somebody who's really struggling with like angles, you know, yes. um, really do it. It's worth the money. Um, I don't know, you know, what's available in different areas of Canada because I've only been to so many places when it comes to dance, but um, I, I recommend looking into that. So um, going more into detail, what about your diet and meal plan? Um, what do you follow currently? Like what's your, what do you do? Like keto carnivore? How, how does it work yeah. for you? Um, and what are some things that like, you know, dieting hacks or meal prep or things that you do to, to balance everything? Um, so I eat a lot. I eat so much. Uh, I would like to know exactly. Actually, I just got on a new plan there uh, with, uh, I work with Will Agnew. Agnew. Um, he's from Thunder Bay. He's one of Max's best friend and he is phenomenal. He really reads your body like into pictures and knows like where, um, if you're lacking in what, and he makes sure that you are fueled. And that's what I am right now. I'm a performance athlete. So we make sure that I'm fueled. I eat a lot of everything, so much vegetables, so much meat, so much um, potatoes, rice. I mean, our, and if I eat a lot, imagine how Max eats a lot. So imagine what our fridge looks like. Oh yeah, for sure. I want to, I want to articulate something though, because I feel like people understand, like you have to be able to, to do the right kind of carb because you do have to do endurance with strongman. Yes. Um, you know, powerlifting, but um, you can't do a zero carb, low carb diet. If you do have a lifting, you, it's going to make mean, you a lot of I mean, people have done it. I think for me, it's fuel. Like I need yeah. fuel. And if I'm not a aesthetic athlete at this moment, like for the next whatever, like that was different when I was mm -hmm. doing the bodybuilding. But honestly, Steph, like I was eating up to 2000 calories up to like two, three weeks out of my bodybuilding show. That's how hard I was putting in the work in the gym on the cardio, uh, how well my body responded. I was, there's girls that go on a 1200 calorie deficit already at like, 18 weeks out right and I was up to 2000 a couple weeks out um so I had like a really good prep but right now I'm about to perform I'm working on world records and Canadian records and um possibly like some big shows in the fall so I just want to fuel my body right that's it right yeah. like right now obviously I think it comes I'm not concerned about looks but I think that goes a long way when you do eat well and you do train hard um but yeah I really love to eat for performance um, for sure, for but sure. I eat a lot. I eat so much. I'm probably up to like 3,200 mm -hmm. right now. Oh my god! You know what I do? It's like I'm not even ashamed, man. Like I just eat bowls of meat, and like I just tonight, like I had a Taco Bowl, and it's like I just filled it up with ground beef, and um, yes. just like put Asiago on cheese and sour cream on it. And I was like, yeah. And Yum. that's for me, dairy is my yeah, I know, right? Man, like literally, food is love. Like when people come over, I'm like, let me feed you. We'll follow. Yeah. Love. Oh yeah, and you have to and be I like, and to eat to eat clean, man. you have to be a chef, man. Like you Max do. is phenomenal at cooking, so everything doesn't taste bland. And I, ugh. like, I I enjoy all my meals. Um, I look like usually like I like to have like a treat once in a while. Like once a week, I'll have a meal where like last night we had frozen yogurt and pizza. Um, and you know what? Today I felt like shit, and I was like. Oh, fuck but it was good, it's good but I mean it's Monday yeah. it's a new week and I'm like so motivated to you know eat good all week and train yeah. hard as hell yeah and I prepped my chicken tonight I did I went to fucking you know good. what I went for a walk I went to the store I got prepped my chicken for the week I prepped my like my beef 
and I'm good, man. I just have to cut up vegetables tomorrow and shit. But um, I do like fasting on Sundays and, and I call it full fat Fridays. And I just do like nachos oh, or tacos nice. or something just delicious. And then I go hard on endurance the next day. So I'm going to burn it off, right? If I'm doing strongman yep. events, I'm going cardio, like yolk walks and farmer's carries. And yep. then Sunday is more like fasting. And that's when I do like my deep tissue work and um, like lighter foods. Like I'm not really salads. I'm drenching it in dressing, but yeah, but lighter food, you know, and just I, I'll have like a big brunch, which is just meat just different types of meats and eggs. And then I don't mm-hmm. really eat much in the evening and I just water kind of fast. And then I feel good yeah. when I wake up Sunday or sorry, Monday morning. Something like you, it's like, if I, for me personally, like I love bread because I grew up on it, but like, Oh God, like yeah. you know, the smell bread and shit happens, but it's like, I, I know that it's going to regret you. Oh God, bread, like bread, bread uh, is a friend. I have moments. Me. That's my cheat. Yeah, I know. Right. And it's like, it's like a single little song. I'm like, baby, when I get this feeling, I need some heat. And I'm just in there like having sexy time with the bread. Uh, not naked, dirty people listening. So, anyways, uh, oh bread. yeah, I'd be uh, bread, bread like even just you know toast and butter. Like, give me some. Oh my god, peanut butter! I I'm peanut butter's lie. good. Yeah, especially bodybuilding, um, just in the, with a spoon. I just yep. sit there with a jar of peanut butter, watching a movie, mm, and a little bit of honey on top. Yeah. Ooh. I've ate the full fucking jar before. <laughs> in one <laughs> sitting, no joke. Yep. Oh my god! To one uh, yep. time. I can't have peanut butter in my house. No, Ask me Max. too. And my like he'll go in the jar the next like, morning, and be uh, like what's this what is this and i'm like 2 a.m munchies i'm sorry yes yes so one time i was dating this guy I'm like i was sleepwalking <laughs> yes sorry and one time this guy came over and we were dating and it was like by my bed and i had like my spoon in the peanut butter jar and it was open and he's like did you just fuck this shit out of that peanut butter last night and i'm like yes anyways we never had a date after that i think i traumatized him and i was like you're a bitch you know because really? real, like, real men do like peanut butter that, that scares you away really anyways um yeah <laughs> So I know what I'm getting for Christmas, just a new big ass jar of peanut butter. She's finally, oh, oh, yes. you're making me hungry. Stop it. Yeah, me too. Um, so anyways, uh, <laughs> food. Oh, seriously, when I all I want to do is hang out with people like you and like lift each other, like just practice lifting each other, like and running, like turn yeah. each other into sandbags, and then just eat food and nap. Yes. Like that, that that would be like if I if we were roommates, that would be like that's all I would do with you. That's all, yeah. Fantastic. Um. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Uh, like that's what me and max have right now which is phenomenal i honestly cannot wait to have my gym family back but yeah having my boyfriend best friend part like at like partner it's like it's just fucking perfect we're about to celebrate actually our two year in two weeks it's pretty badass i know Mm -hmm. um so you're just in there with a peanut butter jar in between you and two spoons in it put your dogs it's tied out we're on a chat anyways i know uh, Back to so the next question. Do you prefer to lift raw or supported? I remember when I saw you, I'm pretty sure you were wearing a belt and had lifting straps. But Yeah, and I used to be a multiply lifter, so I had like wraps before and a lift and deadlift suit. I had a squat suit. But the <sighs> more now I like I do have support. Like I always have belts and stuff. Bless my sponsor for the best gear. But I mean, like I am with sleeve. I think that's pretty raw for me compared to what I used to lift in. But um I yeah. enjoy the I enjoy to Mac like to go as far as I can without a belt and then I'll yeah, put it on where my core yeah, get, needs it. Yeah. I, was gonna I say, am like that. Yeah. I think a lot of people, the reason why they get injured, I want to hear your thoughts on this, but it's because instead of like training their body, body properly, like from a, you know, bodybuilding standpoint, like that accessory lift, they just do heavy lifts and they don't, they don't learn them. They don't get into the body, learn the motion. Right. And then they just strap on a bunch of stuff because they see everyone else doing it. And that's mm-hmm. when they get hurt. So yes. I feel like if, if, if it starts to hurt when you're raw, then you're probably getting pretty close to your 80 90 
with a belt yeah. and so you you need to take it slow and i think there's something to be said when you first start out to do higher reps and like lighter weight until you're really solid in your motion and then you know add add you know lessen the reps heavier weights and um supports i don't know do you agree yes. no i agree um do you, it's funny how like i when I first started training, right, I went straight into multiply and I had a bench shirt on like 85% of the time and I had briefs on and wraps. And I remember when I took a step back and I was like, I don't even know my body yet as an athlete. And if I want to do this in the long run, like I can't mm-hmm. go out and squat like 585 and 650 in the gym every week and briefs and stuff. Like I can barely do two and a half plates raw. Like that didn't transition well. And then when yeah, I took a step yeah. back of multiply, I really started to learn my body and how to use. Yeah. That's where my, that's where my, when my body composition definitely changed totally. when I started lifting raw. Yeah. Well, you know what? I had an epiphany because I would, I'm tired when I go to the gym, I'm a late night trainer and I, yeah. I'd be like, I feel naked. And I've realized after I record my video that I, you know, didn't put my belt on or my straps or something because I take them mm-hmm. off and see that. So they just like, this bug me. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know, just, this is, it's a mental game thing. Yes. Um, and then I realized just like you, I was like, you know what? I don't have a freaking clue where I'm at and I need to stop. So now just having a baby in a C-section, I said, I'm not going to make that same mistake. I'm going to do the lift slow. And I was going to say too, is like, there's something to be said for the IG lifters who are doing the booty bands and sitting there and just slow motion moving. I, I think more people need to do stuff like that. 100%. Like not long term, but slow motion the shit out of yourself. You know what I mean? Control the fuck out of the weight. Because especially with something like log where, you know, or, I, I won't, yeah, go well, ahead. I hurt, sorry. No, I, I really hurt myself. And I was lucky because when I, I was doing overhead press and I, and I overheaved it and um, there was a bench right behind me. So if I would have landed backwards, I would have been dead. I'd have probably been broke my fucking neck. And that's when I was like, okay, don't fuck around. And so I stopped and I bought a bunch of books and watched a bunch of videos. And I just was like, I didn't care. I didn't care. There's around a bunch of dudes. And they're like, no, no girls allowed. Or like, that's not even heavy. I didn't care. Cause I was like, I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> I need no, to No, exactly. That so, is so you know, true. There is a danger yep. to it with strong men. You know, there's a danger yes, with it. Yes, 100%. So, like, <laughs> I was talking to that tonight. I'm like, if you don't have a broken back, do you even do strong man? <laughs> are you even like, yeah, can you, if you can walk more? Like, are After you even- like, you know, when you do like, rattles stones yoke like oh, all God. in a week yeah you know when your uh, si are just like yeah enough. yeah that's how i felt tonight and i was like Ooh. but I'm um a, yeah it's important to take us it's a very important for new lifters or injured athletes to and even advanced like you don't need to push your 80 percent plus every fucking day it's super important for you to take a step back work on your technique and then get better like most of my like when I moved to Thunder Bay and my clients were coming up to me my newer clients I'm like oh I can deadlift three plates I'm like okay cool and I was up to two plates with them and it was all back and I'm like all right this is our starting point two plates and they're like what do you mean I can pull way heavier I'm like but this is not the right form and with bad form you will be maybe able to add about 10-15% on your lift every year but then go take a step back Go back down to your 60%, work on your proper form, and then you could add 15 to 25% on your lift every year. Huge Amen. difference. Huge difference, right? That's like, that's one thing. Like Max and I are super strict about form. Like everyone that trains yeah. in our gym, like, buddy, like that's ego lifting. Leave that at the door, right? Yeah. Super important. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. A lot of times when I see videos, I'm like, there's no way you're peeing, PRing that often. Like there's just no humanly no. way. With that no. amount of content so you're either doing um significantly less and all of a sudden just going balls out just for the video which is stupid too because you can hurt yourself it's just not an accurate yeah. reflection of where you're at no. and who cares what you're and like like i said if you're piloting great for your one rep max but you shouldn't even be playing with that like close to competition so i feel no. like 
you know what I mean? Like you just have to go back to the basics of like listening to your body and, and going, you know, go with the flow, man. And it's like, who cares? Like really who cares? Like, unless you're, you know, you have specific goals and like you're trying to go world or you have to be last time. But it's like your body is, um, even if you're doing all the right things, it's sometimes it's not going to want to be pushed the way you want to push it. No, so, and you got to find out. It's, okay. It takes a long time. Like I've only yeah. been lifting for about five years and I'm still learning about my body. And, you know, like I'm still going from week to week, flat shoes and lifters on squat. And I'm like, how the fuck am I, can I figure this shit out? Like, I don't know what's comfortable for me anymore. And like, now I'm like back yeah. into my lifters just because I think, you know, like, oh, my ankles were tight. My like, boom, just loosen up my ankles. I'm back into my lifters, right? Just, and you got to learn your body. Like I had no hamstring, as you've seen in my first pictures, no hamstrings. I had a really good deadlift. But I was all lower back. The second I started growing oh, hamstrings, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, they're playing. Um, the second I started growing hamstrings and doing proper squats, proper box squats, all of a sudden my deadlift. Now I last year I pulled five thirty five, right? Like I went from yeah. a two two twenty five to five thirty five in four and a half years. Like things yeah. that you have to do. And I took a step back when I met Max. He broke down. He crushed me at first. I'm like, I remember calling my dad and being like, he's harsh. He's harsh boyfriend, but you know what? He knows what's best for me and he wants the best for me. So took a huge yeah. step back on all my lift and now I'm building. You need a good foundation because a pyramid, just like a pyramid, right? Your top is only as solid as your bottom. And it's super important to have a solid foundation on just how much you want to grow. I love that shit. That's really, that's really good, man. I, yeah. I, I don't even know. I haven't anything to add to that. It's well said. So you're going to go to school. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, so we're actually kind of asked the question already, but, um, you know, what, as a coach, what are some of the, the most fundamental exercise you start with with your new client from the bottom up talking about a, tri a triangle pyramid here, girl. So what do you start okay. with the foundation bottom? Sorry. Can you just repeat that question real quick? All right. So pyramid triangle, building the body yeah. from the ground yeah. up proper foundation. What are the foundational exercises that you start with? Exercise. So always box squat. I find that's a really, really, that is my go-to also because I have a conjugate um, background. So what box squat is, right? Every now, everyone nowadays has back, a bad lower back, bad knee pain or hips. Um, and then especially with the knees, because everyone just out of, out of a sudden, this 40-year-old woman that's never ran in her life is going to go run 10 kilometers. Bam for real. Thank you. Sorry. Um, so, you know, everyone's just doing <laughs> stupid shit on their knees and their hips all the time. We're ah. sitting down. We're all, we're all desk work, most of them of them yeah. are desk workers, right? So bad hips, bad knees. Anyways, I can see when I have a new client coming in, I can tell them you're a desk worker, your posture shit, right? Just things yeah, like that. Totally. So break it down to the basic. Um, I find box it's squats are phenomenal because they yeah. build amazing hamstring strength and they also transition really well to your deadlift. And then for deadlift, deadlift um, rack pulls, you don't start all the way from the floor, right? Just because people are, are tend to, well, it's a really hard compound. Uh, so these two are really, really great. And then after that, you do have like whatever you have access to. I'm very fortunate. I have a V squat machine, which is really great for lower, um, for your lower body. And you can do lunges and squats on it. Like just things like that. You got to keep it simple. Stupid. Oh yeah. Everyone, we still do the, the simple you stuff. If you have a squat rack, you still want a squat rack or a uh, booty bands and kettlebells. Like there's ways to also oh, keep it V, but yes. I could be more, especially because it really works in the pelvic floor muscles. So women who've had kids, 
I yeah. can't understand. And because because I've been a dance instructor choreographer for, you know, going on, I think, 13 years now, it's same thing. And it's not harsh. And I used to personal train people as well. Is when you look at somebody, you can tell a lot about them and the way that they move. And especially the moment I dance them for three seconds, if I'm touching their body, I know exactly everything that's wrong. Exactly. Kind of I'm like, why are you going to offend it? I want you to not be in pain. I want you mm -hmm. to have a better, healthier life. Yeah. And people don't think like dance is hard as fuck in terms of endurance and strength because dads are lean. It is. You don't know what you're talking about. And everybody, every athlete, male or female, could benefit from dance training. Oh, Not just, fuck yes. Especially if you're single, because if you're a dude and you got moves. But I'm just saying in general for sexual health. <laughs> no, but this is a fact they've researched no. it. Like samba dancing and certain specific like belly dancing for women are pelvic floor and a pelvic core. It's not about how, you know, belly fat. That's another story. That's another subject. But I'm just talking about just in the, that those, those specific muscles that run across and I can't see them right now. Yep. Too late people. But that's what I'm trying to say is like those things you can actually isolate, especially with the V squat machine, like you said. So I think those are like people like, I don't like doing the core. I don't, zerkers are great. Zerkers are fucking great. Uh, don't neglect that. Really good. No, things like yeah. that. Like uh, when a client comes in for the first time, I won't throw them under a free squat. I'll never put them under no. a yoke. I'll never, but no. you know what? I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. I've worked at gyms where first yeah. day in, there's their clients never squat in their life, and they're like, "I'm gonna test out your free squat." That is for me. That is the dumbest that is thing that you could do. Stupid. Yeah. Make them body squat. Make them okay. Now, can you sit down on a chair and come up? Nope. Up. Oh, that's where we're gonna start. Box. Yeah. Box. Yeah. And uh, but there, that makes a difference between keeping a client long term and cutting it short. So with that said, you just have to make sure that. Like you got to know now, nowadays, like people's lifestyle are so lazy. So everyone's hurt. Everyone's got a bad this, bad that, right? I can't squat. My doctor told me I can't squat because I have bad knees. That's bullshit because your squat yeah, form's shit, because right? My, because so, of my disability, same thing. It's like, at the end of the day, this is what I say in every person I've interviewed. It's like, it's non-negotiable. You have to do your deep tissue work. You have to, oh, yeah. period, end yep. of story. You have to do your stretches pre and post. That's and you have to take kill, focus on your weaknesses, not your strengths. Because mm -hmm. you know what? I'll tell you something. People like the strengths and they can post videos. That's what I'm trying to say. Is fuck that shit. If you really mm -hmm. none of the pros do that. No fucking pro does that. If you really want to grind and get there, you have to actually work on your weaknesses and your mobility shit. It's gonna yep. bite you fast at some point. Either you're oh, gonna hit it or it's not gonna go far. So it's like so on that, that was actually my next question. So what is the biggest mistake new listeners make and what would you uh, recommend new listeners um and experienced lifters do to stay consistent in their in the strongman training. Like, what are habits or things, workouts? I'm sure you see on social media feeds too that you're like, "What the hell, man?" Especially looking at people's bodies. Like, why are you doing that? Don't do that. Like, you know, like you mentioned some of the things, like avoid yoke, which I agree. So yeah, yeah, yoke. And like, I mean, you see it quite often. People maxing out on yoke and stuff every week, or people maxing out on their squat or deadlift. Like, just don't. Like, people take an ego lift back, like step back, and like. Focus mm -hmm. on, like, it's good to focus on your weaknesses, but you got to make your strength stronger. Um, and also, um, for me, my New Year's resolution was to, mo like, mobility and stretch. So, for Christmas, you know, we got some electropods. I do that every day. I, I just, um, on January 1st, I joined Romod, which is, like, a 20, 30, 40 minutes a day. You get a yoga session. I do it every goddamn day. Um, things like that where like a new lifter should really be considering of not just going into the gym and slamming some weight. It's not about a 405 bench. I'm talking about the males because that's all they want to do is I want to bunch four plates. I want to bench four plates. And no, no, no. Right. So it's yeah, about totally. doing your accessories. Like a lot of people are like, okay, let's say this is your program and your, your main lift squats five times five and you five, whatever you, your last sets of five was not what you wanted. You know, you're like 40 pounds of what you had in mind and all right, that's okay. You've put in your work. Now go crush your accessories because you know your accessories are there to complement your squat. So then next week yeah. you can be there where you want it to be. Yeah. So I am huge on accessories. Like 
my main lifts, yes, 100%, I'll give her and I'm focused. But my accessories are where a lot of people can't keep up. Like, I, yeah. I'll do, like, Bulgarian squats with, like, like with the safe squat bar with, like, 200 pounds on my back. Or I'll do step-ups with, I think, my max step-up with the SSB was 315 or 305. That's I don't insane. even know if I can fucking squat that. You know, like, things like you just got to work on your accessory. No, I can't. But you no, got to work on your accessories. Okay. Like, things yeah. like that are important. Be smart. Obviously, move up. And but as a, a new lifter, you just gotta don't focus on the main lifts right away. Big focus on the little tissues, stretch, get them stronger, right? Sleep, eat. What people don't understand is that by default, when you're stretching, that you're actually increasing the muscle fiber elasticity. So it's it's like it's like injecting superpower into your muscles, and you're guaranteed oh, yeah. that. And like if you are super crazy strong on your weakest lift, then you don't even have to worry about your other lifts. Like, really, you just like yeah. fucking train them at a base level and you'll be like, bam, holy shit, I'm hitting PRs and you're not even like paying attention to it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I mean, that's what I'm to say about dance that taught me is like, you know, you have to get into every little single muscle because every little, you know, flick of the finger, every little thing, even an inch makes a difference, especially when yes. you're teaching, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, there's definitely something to said for that. So anyways, what advice and tips do you have for, uh, people who are struggling with their New Year's resolutions due to the, the lockdown in terms of positive and negative habits. I mean, a lot of people, I'm sure you've seen it. I've seen it on Facebook Marketplace. It's making me laugh. Like people definitely oh. bought a lot of themselves that came late and they're trying to sell them for three times the price. I'm like, hey, dumbass, the stores are now open. No one's going to buy it for that price. Um, so like, what are some uh, recommendations you have? Because I also feel like people, I see a lot of people that just download these fitness apps and watch these videos. And I see girls in the gym, especially when I used to go to commercial gyms. And I'd be like, dude, why are you doing that lift? And then she's like, my trainer told me. And I'm like, who the fuck is your trainer? Mm -hmm. and, I always, and I always go back to the same question. What is your long-term goal? Yeah. Even if it never happens and you change it or quit it. It's like, because your whole specificity training, specificity, sorry, I can't say that. We're running a specificity. Don't ask this French one to say it either. <laughs> you know, it, it, you need to know that answer. And so it's yeah. like, because, you know, you know, there's so many movements that in like a million different ways. So it's like, why are you doing this? And ultimately yeah. anything you do should be because there's a weakness. So it's like, if people are like, well, I just want to get skinny and fit. I'm like, well, that's so general. Like we just want to like slim down a body composition. Well then just lift some light weights to walk or bike or swim. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. what do you want? Yeah. So um, yeah, with, it's really easy to make excuses because of the COVID lockdown. Like I wanted to be training when I was pregnant and I couldn't get any equipment until after I had my baby. And it sucked. It totally affected mm -hmm. my ability to give birth. It sucked. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to let that shit stop me now. So anyways, what are yeah. yeah like what are um some tips or advice you have for people who are in that boat right now they're like Fuck. like i don't know if i can keep this up. so you yeah so i actually wrote i don't know like it was like a week or two ago like i did a post about it i'm not someone like if you've noticed on my instagram i'm not really sentimental like i don't go out and like write 80 paragraphs per post just what i did tonight felt great hope to inspire someone out there and then the next day like i'll post a selfie but it's like it's not shook like it's not I won't write paragraph. I'm not, I'm not really sentimental anyway, but I did post a big one the other weekend. It was about new year's resolution goals about it's okay. Not being able to have, so you don't have the equipment right now. It is almost impossible for people to go either at a gym or to financially have the money to buy equipment. Right. So yeah. we're not in control of that right now. So what you can do about it is get something else, like do something else. You want to read and be, be like, get ready for when we reopen. So self-motivate yourself, read about, read about, um, bettering yourself, stretch, stretching is free. You can do it in your living room. Out. Oh. Get out of the, sorry. We've got a new puppy and he loves a big one and a big one doesn't like it. And Jake, please. 
Okay. And uh, so I, I really, fo- and I say this to all my clients, okay, you're home, you have one band. Okay. But you have some cans of soup. We have this, we can work with. We right? have chairs, then- things like that. I know. And, and it only goes a certain way. Yes. Like, I yeah, can't yeah, put yeah. Them, myself in their shoes because during COVID I couldn't go to a gym. So I build a gym. Well, but not everybody has that. Not, I know not everyone has ability. that mindset yeah, and ability, yeah, right? Sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'm like, set yourself other goals. Don't write this week, this year that you want to squat 300. Yeah. Wait, wait until it reopens. But something else. I want to get better in my range of motion, or I want to yep. have more time with, like, spend more times with my 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 dogs, or or like yourself, your lover, right? Like, there's other goals that you are able to control. Things that we cannot control, yeah. there's no use of putting energy towards it totally. because then and you're a, just breaking yourself. And all of those things ultimately lead to better mental health and, and better yeah. mental health equals a higher chance of you being successful when it's like pursuing fitness exactly. and you know, exercise. So um, the other thing too is a lot of people realize is, you know, like you said, you can either make your own equipment, but there's like, there's a lot of, uh, you know, homeless bodybuilders and people like that who just train on the streets. You don't need yeah. Like no. if you're not like wearing minus 40 winter peg, but like there's a lot that you can do just using outdoor like objects and trees. I mean, really, mm-hmm. um, you have to be really self-motivated for that, obviously, but there is a lot of you know, free workouts, like I said, online. So, um, you know, if you have like a water jug or like a four liter milk jug, you know, you can fill with sand yeah. and turn into something that you lift and, you know, you can buy resistance bands online for super cheap, but like you said, yeah. you can't, and I know that I, I, from being a dancer, I know that I can get the same full body workout just using body weight but i know most people that have mobility issues or like are challenged not it, it, it takes a certain like you know level of motivation to do that so obviously lifting weights is fun right and that's why people are attracted to it um there's that kinetic aspect so like you said there's no there's for me i always recommend dance and yoga because there's there's a million benefits to it when it comes to increasing your lifting game so if you're going to do something do that yeah exactly totally exactly Mm-hmm. my new year resolution was to do, to do stretch every fucking day or do it as often as you can twice a day whatever and it's helped tremendously with my life so i'm very fortunate i have all the equipment but i don't have my gym family so people are like oh you're so lucky and you know you have all this but this is the difference between your 40 dollar membership and me investing thousands of dollars in my garage so yeah um yeah, yeah. It, there's like i know financially not everyone is able to buy things but if you look at the end of the day well, now that you're stuck home on a lockdown, are you drinking every day? Well, then stop drinking exactly. and save your money. Exactly. If you're buying more coffee now because, you know, you're sluggish, well, cut down on your coffee. It's like, I can call out people on their bullshit all the time when they say, oh, I can't afford it. Nah. Like, you have a lot of expense that are useless to your life, like, towards your goals. If your goal is this, got to make sure that all, everything that you're doing towards your goal is worth it. Every, yeah. like, right? So. Well, my, my family always raised me like, you know, you wear your shoes even to got holes in them and then you fix the holes and you wear them until you can't wear them anymore. And I feel like our generation needs to stop being so consumerist. And I think that look, yeah. kind of that. like, if you want to learn and be creative, you don't have to leave your house, especially now with digital age where everything, they said online books, there's access to everything. You could learn and read about everything. Someone. Yeah. You can break down things and, and you have the time. And uh, it's like, you do not need to have brand new clothes. You do not need to have cable. You do not, you know I mean? There's so many things that we've been taught that are normal that we need. We fill our life with crap. And all we have mm-hmm. is still excuses and crap. And then when we cut the fat, we cut the crap. And all we do have time left for is the priorities. And a lot of people, you know what they do? They hide behind the crap because then they have to face the reality that yep. I'm sitting here, I have the next three hours to do something. Am I going to watch Netflix or am I going to take care of myself? Um, and that's, that's how I look at like for me, you know, being lower income and, uh, you know, building my business with no uh, bank loan at a young age in my dance studio, no family support, no money loans from friends and just like vampire friends in their 20s because I was like, you know, not strong enough mental emotion to be like, bye. 
now I am, happily. Um, and so building that business at a young age, it's like, I didn't have a lot of anything I made, I had to reinvest in the business. And so I wasn't out, like you said, I wasn't out partying on the weekends. I wasn't fucking spending, you know, $20 in alcohol. So it's like, cut the smoking, cut the alcohol, yep. cut the coffee day, make coffee at home, make your own food, don't buy takeout. It's amazing how much when you go 50 a month or 100 months, how much that adds up. And it's crazy. Slowly, you don't have to go all fucking balls deep and buy a bow flex or something. People think you need to buy all that. You really don't. So, no. yeah, I mean, we're on the same page. And I, I mean, you're a yeah. testament to that with starting your gym too during this time. And even yeah. my home gym, like, you know, so um, I, there was a dream of mine to have a home gym for a long time and never thought I'd be able to afford it. And so every time I walk by, I just feel so privileged and blessed. And I feel like exactly. I carry through. Yeah. And I feel like shit most of the time they come down. It's, I'm, I'm in pain. Like, my baby's heavy. And I have like three stories. I got to carry him up all day. And he's like, like 30 pounds and i'm yeah. like sometimes my hands are like oh you know um oh by the way back to hammies when you see a guy with a big ass and uh big hammies i'm like how you doing mm-hmm. I feel like i was close back anyways um because you see guys that have like ginormous claws and chest like somebody just injected them with air like they remind me yeah. of and then from the back they're just flat mm-hmm. <laughs> there's nothing like a man with the glutes and hammies the glutes, that big booty. um so anyways uh, what is your favorite part of being a strongman coach? And uh, like, why specifically do you coach strongman? I mean, there's so many other disciplines you could do, right? So, um, I think, I, like, this is, it's really, it's my passion. It's what I was meant to do. Um, there's nothing else. I've gone through a lot of jobs and I had a really good career back home. And, you know, I had, everything going on for me I had the shift works I had the money like the um, pension everything was going and I was like I was still not at my happy spot and like and I tell this now to everybody but it's a hard thing to do but if you're not happy waking up and go to your job then you're doing something wrong and when I first started being like a full-time coach is when I was like this is where I'm at like I love seeing people succeed like when my clients PR I PR and that feeling is indescribable I have women's from everywhere in North America and like Honestly, like I would, if I could be, if I could time travel and be there when they're training, like that would be my jam. Like, I just love seeing women's fucking hit the iron because the iron has brought me so much self-confidence in my life, in my, my business, um, as a athlete, in my love life, in every aspect that I want to share the iron, like iron, like I know Steph Cohen, like had like uh, quote this before like women's need the iron not the vitamin right no it's one the needs iron the, the barbell has changed my life and now that I see how my programming with the iron tours females and males I've had I have males uh, at least as well how it's changed their lives just makes like and I it makes yeah. me like yeah that's it that's it that's what life is it made me when I first started hitting barbells and this has been like I say a lot and I and because of my disability I, I had no balance like I would, I, I have, it's affected my learned abilities and my speech because I, I severely injured myself and banged my head a lot as a kid because of my scoliosis. So I couldn't walk and I couldn't oh. stand properly and I'd fall, like my Shit. body, my yeah. legs would just give out underneath me. And then I would fall downstairs, like upstairs, mm-hmm. downstairs, even to my mid twenties. Yeah, it was really bad. And so, you know, I was depressed most of my life because I was like, well, you know, I want to do these athletic things that I'll never be able to. And I spent a lot of time in a rural town in just in the pool because that's all we had. And so yeah. I, I to say, I believe swimming and bicycling just especially the swimming saved my life in terms of, of course becoming a paraplegic. Yeah. Um, so people don't believe, like, ah, there's nobody that's still you do this stuff, and it's like, no, man, dance, yoga, and swimming fucking saved my life. Um, but I'll believe it yeah, with the barbells. Like, when I first started training, I was really sad, I would start crying at the gym because I realized that my entire life, especially my 20s, 
everything, every shitty voice in my head and everything I thought I couldn't do was fucking bullshit. And I cannot believe like my resume too. Like I like to look at my before and after I had kids and after I had a strongman. What I've accomplished, like me being able to do this stuff, this podcast and techie stuff, which is hard with my disability, I've been mm-hmm. able to do stuff. And I 1000% believe that is related to lifting barbells. 1000%. Because you you can't fuck around. When you that barbell's in front of you, you either do it or you go home. There's no maybe. There's no, um, I don't feel, I feel sad. No. And if you do, like, like, and this is what I teach my athletes is like the second, and like, I think out of all my compounds, like out of all the compounds, the squat, Squat and deadlift are obviously the ones that determined. Like when you rock out with that squat, the second you have a negative thought, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, totally. The second you grab that deadlift bar on the floor and you're like, I can't do it, you won't do it. Yeah. I mean, there's an extent like, okay, if you have like a plate on and you're very strong and whatever, but it'll be shit form. It'll be slower. You, it won't be like, it won't be effective. So yeah. then you're not getting better, right? So I really think that the second you start chalking up, putting your belt on, or getting ready to lift is where you need to really focus on your positive thoughts. I can do it and I can do it. I'm going to achieve it. This is going to feel great after your lift. What do you think about? You're thinking about this was awesome. I crushed it. Fuck. Yeah. And these these are just six thoughts right now that I'm coming out of when I'm just pulling out six positive thoughts. And then it's, it's scientifically, scientifically proven that we are, we have thousands of negative, negative thoughts a day right as human beings so just being in the gym for an hour and then you have like let's say hundreds of positive um positive thoughts you're gonna go home and that's then the snowball effects just keeps going right you get home you talk about you talk about your awesome day you eat awesome you feel awesome this is two three hours after so fuck yeah the iron can change your mindset yeah it can change your life right Whenever you say like certain words, I'm like, I can totally tell what generation we grew up with. Like, awesome. Like, I'm just thinking of Jeff no and those movies and it makes me My laugh. mom would be like, Sam, why, what, 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 what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> my grandma would say something like, oh my. your real voice. Like my grandma gets all mad shit because she doesn't sound like pop culture. She'd be like, what is that voice, Stephanie? And I'd be like, I'd be like, uh, um, grandma, it's a very cool voice that you sometimes, okay? You know what I mean? It's a, yeah. Um, That's oh funny. So anyways, you were like, I, guys, she's amazing, by the way, at interviews, because like, I, she's like just flowing into the everything, and I never sent her these questions before, so she's just it's amazing. So I have one more question left after this one, but um, and then we're going to wrap it up, and like I said, thank you to everyone who's still listening so far. Um, at the end of the month, we're doing Ask the Panda segment, so you'll have a chance to actually answer Sweet. questions from maybe some of the stuff you you heard today on the show or you've checked out on her website or other stuff you're checking out, you know, bounce it off of her. That's what she's there for. And um, and also if you're looking at getting coaching services from her online or in person, then you can totally pop on and ask her and, you know, questions and learn more. So um, now you just, you said it earlier, the transformational change you've seen in clients has really meant a lot to you. And I can attest to that too, just even like being a, you know, a choreographer is like when I see someone who is like eating healthier and, you know, they're, they've cut out, abuse of friends and you know they're they're doing less addictive things you know drugs whatever mm-hmm. because of that I, I there's there's no bigger reward than that so i wanted to know is there any like you know if there, who are two things uh who inspire who inspires you or gives you that kind of like insane motivation or like kind of chokes you up you know you're not saying to me until um and what are some of the clients that you've seen transformational change with like what are some stories of people that you've seen in your coaching you know that okay you were, like, so you know, Inspirational, like, does it have to be people that lift? 
No, but I mean, somebody who's struggling, you know, that you were coaching with something in their life, and it's not just about weight, but just the, their life was kind of in the shambles, or even just confidence-wise, and and what it did for them. The coaching, yes, can yeah. um, like a lot, but um, there is some. So I work here in town with a child service uh, services um, team where they do housing for kids that were brought from either the reserves uh, up north or they are taken out of their families. Um, sorry, I don't I don't even know how to say it properly, but like indigenous. I'll help you in, with that. Yeah, so it's like um, the kids. Um, in, I, I want to say indigenous or indigenous. Yes. Okay. So it's okay because they all have their own terms. So it's all like, it's, it's quite. It's most of the population here in Thunder Bay, and yeah. I am so fortunate because I have a handful of um, teens that came up to me, and they're in really rough spots, and mm-hmm. we were able to give them a safe spot to come here. And at first, it's such a hard. It was so hard. It was really hard to keep them entertained for the hour. It was hard to keep them focused, and you know they were always like talking about like their trip that they were going to do this weekend I'm talking about a drug trip right like I'm gonna do this acid and like you know like it was so for me that was hard but the second that I took a big step back as in like okay yes you are professionalism but put yourself at their level for a second so then I started talking more about like you want to talk about this today we're going to talk about it and then I kind of like took the subject and tried to change it into a positive different way and then we would be lifting and then between our, the more I would work with them, the less between set that we would be talking about negative stuff and um, the party, the lifestyle, it would be more about, well, do you think I can lift this now? Like, you know, they did the hundred pound squat. They're like, you think I can do 135? And I'm like, of course you can. I'm like, what do you think that you'll need to do toward to build up to that? Right. And they're like, I'm like, maybe, you know, don't go partying this weekend and we'll see how you feel on Monday. Kind of like just things like that, little things. And uh, the teams that we are working here in Thunder Bay, it's just, of that it kind of changed who I, I've become as a coach as in like being more aware of, um, of people's background and it's it's helps me and Max become so so much better with dealing with issues that we haven't probably dealt with which makes it hard if you haven't but taking a step mm-hmm. back and really focusing on what the issue here is in town um, has made us like and they now because of the lockdown it's unfortunate but they like I just dropped off um, a few gifts at their houses because they all live in house like in houses like there's five of them or and um, they send me a message and they're crying or they'll FaceTime me and they're like you have no idea how I miss you guys like you guys have changed my life and they're 14 and 15 year old women's right so I think by far the that is the biggest most like the biggest and the most satisfying impact that we've had on kids so far or any clients but that's not being said where I've helped how many athletes get out of, or not out, but help their PTSD and come out of, you know, really rough spots. Like um, where I'm, and they probably find me annoying. I say that now, like when I write down my online program, I'm like, you fucking got this. No, no, no. Like, like you will break the bar tonight. And I'm so like, like, let's go. And then boom, the next day they're like, oh my God, you're so great. Like, you're like, you know, like I just crushed my workout and I'm like, this is great. Tomorrow we do the same thing. Right. And then it just, it's a snowball effect. If you want to be a good coach, you just gotta, don't be a robot, like be very sincere. And, and if the iron has changed you, then help and just pass it along. Like I've, I've been really fortunate to have like really good coaches. Like, so they taught me or I was, I, I really, I've, you pick what you like, right? So I've had numerous coaches. There's things that you like and things that you don't. But if you want to become a good coach, you have to go and pick those things that you really like and um, and get better at it. And 
you know, make yourself that coach that you want to be. Like, don't yeah. just say, I want to be a great coach. Be a great coach. Don't just say, I want to be there for my clients. Like, actually be there for them. Yeah. And then you can see impacts. Like, I've had really great impacts on a lot of people. And I'm, and it sounds cocky, but it yeah. feels amazing to say. Yeah. No, I mean, it's about that extra step. So I want to say something. And um, I don't bring it up unless, I hate bringing it up, actually. Just so you guys know. It's not, um, uh, it's not about empathy or something. It's just because I feel like when it's appropriate. So, you know, for me, like I was a foster care kid um, from mm -hmm. 10, 12 to 17. I was on independent living and I had extreme complex trauma and PTSD. A lot of that was related to a lot of different things like being bullied, being abused in the system, coming yep. from, you know, abusive um, home when I was yep. a kid, um, being bullied as a kid by my peers and my school teachers for my disabilities because they didn't understand them back then. That's still no excuse to be an asshole. But anyways, no. Uh, anyways, um, so like for me, my, uh, I had like a foster mom for brief time and she was, she's like, she runs an agency now, which is crazy, but she was studying social working and keysnology and stuff. And I didn't know that because I was just a kid. And, um, she started, she would, she would make me laugh. She would like walk around the group home and she'd be just like doing lunges and shit. And I wanted to look like her so bad because she looked like this gorgeous, super tall, blonde, Barbie, babe, bombshell, still does. But she's not aging. She's just gorgeous, like something out of a magazine. And I was like, I want to look like that one day. And I had always struggled with my weight, not because I overate, but because of my disabilities. Like, it's hard for me to move consistently. Yeah. And and the pain was so bad, I actually couldn't go to school most of the time. And I was, like, on a lot of drugs just for pain management. Wow. So um, it was really bad. Yeah, I, like, I couldn't get out of bed most of the time. And I couldn't sleep. The pain was so bad. Um, I used to grind my teeth at night because I was in so much pain. So that would get me, like, a... Um, mouthbreak i'd like start taking melatonin just to conk out wow i couldn't focus in school and they put a learning student on top of that so it's just a hot mess but the reason why i'm bringing this up is because i grew up in foster care with like aboriginal kids and my foster sister's always aboriginal and from reserves and like i consider having her influence and starting away list at 13 was a pinnacle time for me because no one in my circle or growing up was into fitness none of them and that like my brother ended up starting to bodybuild and do stuff and, and get in shape after that but it's like He's, he now needs to do that again. But um, like, I just think about the collateral, like influence that I had through my whole, through my whole life and how I own a dance studio now and all these different things. Yeah. It's like, what if I didn't have her in my life, right? As an influence, right? I so mean, really, probably on the streets or dead. Yeah. That is a fact. That is a fact. It was no, you're stronger. You had, I don't know. Like it was, it was really bad. It's so true. So, and all it takes is one person and one influence. And I think for me, my heart breaks for kids in reserves and the social isolation and the lack of resources, like clean water, just, it's just, it, it's just wrong. Like it, was it is wrong. Just people on reserves as Canadians, we should not be okay with it. Despite the past, it doesn't matter. It's like, no, nobody, we shouldn't have, allow people to live in slums. Like we no. shouldn't be okay with that. So, no. but you, you do have, people underestimate their influence because we think our influence is the number of followers we have and how many friends we have and, and, and our looks and all this other superficial crap. And you, there's kids that I taught that are now dance instructors. And I, I never saw that for them, but it was just because they said, well, someone like you, my size was teaching and that was enough for them. So yeah. I just, I personally, I didn't know that about you. I really want to thank you because I feel like, you know, as a farmer using care and an advocate for using care now and a bull, anti-bullying ambassador for Canada, there's a lot of things I, I do a lot of advocacy and philanthropy work. Um, and I don't talk about like that unless I think it's, it's relevant, but you'd never underestimate that power of that one conversation, that one you know. coach session, that, that, that two months with somebody. There's people I've, there was this girl that was in my dance crew and I thought she was mad at me and she stopped talking for years. And then she messaged me one day and she was really sad. She said, the time that I was, you were teaching me was the best time in my life. And it healed a part of my soul because I thought I had failed her. And I was like, I was like, Oh my God. And she's like, if you ever do the dance classes again, I'll be there. And I was like, I fucking love to have you in my dance crew again, dude. So but obviously the lockdown, right? And I miss, I miss my dad's family, I miss teaching dance. And 
my burlesque shows and stuff I did was it was all about mentorship and transformational change. It wasn't just about dancing sexy. It was about just like with the barbell, like women taking ownership of themselves. And yeah. dance allows you anything creative, artistic. It allows you to express yourself when you don't have words. And that's what dance did for me and, and bodybuilding when I was a kid because I was so fucking angry and I was so confused and I was so sad. And I just the only time I was happy when I was exercising. I used to run. I don't know how it get around me, but I used to. I grew up in like I lived in Peminence. So I'd run yeah. into like fields and shit at like 10 o'clock at night and I was like well if I run really fast someone will kill me so that was actually in my like 16 year old time <laughs> and <laughs> my false mom was like she laughed at me because I squeeze your butt cheeks and run real fast I did and I wanted because I was a teenager I wanted to get guys driving by like woohoo ow yeah. so then I had like really good form and was like titties out butt out stomach it and she was all about that so anyways like I, I'm really grateful for that. And I think that, you know, for someone who's been through that, I think that what you're doing is really powerful. And I just want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for being you. Thanks. I want to thank you for sharing your story and continuing to be you. And I think you're very unique and um, your story is special and powerful. And uh, I would absolutely love to partner with you to do, so I'll talk about you later, but I'm planning on, I've applied for some grants called Gem Power Project. And it's to work with teen girls, do strong men classes and workshops and doing them in schools. Sweet. And uh, especially like, you know, uh, inner city and lower income and uh, in rural areas yeah. actually in reserves that'd be really cool so something to talk about but um yeah in closing uh sam is amazing she's going to be like i said on the ask the panda segment so you know log into that and um i know it's been an hour and a half but you know people you could spend an hour and a half binge watching netflix and have gained no knowledge and now you've gone to know a really powerful amazing woman and uh, hopefully learn something and like we are so thankful that you listen into us because we can't help women and help each other if we isolate ourselves we especially with this lockdown we are a team we're a village we're a family and it doesn't matter where you're from um if it's not about being blood related right like we all we all have the same heart we're all in this together yeah there's back so you know but um that being said like thank you too right like it takes people like you to make uh, the word go around and it takes you to like for me to speak like this and you know, like to be able to express my, like my story and my background and stuff. Like it takes people for you, like, like you to dig that out of us and kind of show it to the world. Right. Um, so thank you too. Right. Yeah, no, I, I just, people like you really inspire me and my heart wants to know why you are the way you are. And I think those stories need to be heard because you can't do it on social media. There's only so much you can say. So yes. I really appreciate you with your busy schedule investing time. So once again, um, to learn more about Sam, check out her website, and please visit our website, you know, pandastrongpodcast.weebly.com. Uh, We're going to have our official domain when our merch store is up uh, in, in March. And follow us, please, on iTunes, Facebook. Please um, give us a five-star rating if you're listening to us on Google, uh, Apple, or, or Spotify, like any of the podcast channels, because then it shows up in algorithms. And like I said, I created this uh, platform to give a, a consistent, collective, one-stop shop resource for women um, entering um, strength sports it's just kind of like a guide they can be connected with coaches and the people and the things they need just to save you from you know that uh, the struggle of getting started yeah. um, and uh, this episode all of our past episodes can be found on our YouTube channel which is also Tana Strong Podcast we always uploaded our episodes there first because they take longer to show up once they're processed on the other channels and we will be offering um, Tana's first all strength sports uh, virtual strength competition I'm hoping I can get Sam in um, to do a workshop or to workshop before or be one of our judges and so, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. That's going to be uh, mid-June this summer. And um, you, know, you can get 24 access to strength training and discount codes and training gear and apparel um, on, on Canada's, uh, our, our, our Facebook group, which is Strong Women of Canada. And uh, don't forget to join us on the last Sunday, like I said, of this month to tune in to ask, you know, her, your questions. Yes. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And have a wonderful evening.
Ciao. Thank you.